Coming up on this week's episode of News of the Week for episode 313 of the YLP podcast for your Saturday, July 10th, 2021. We have a pretty solid episode of news for you this week. So what did Mr. YLP himself bring henceforth on this fine Saturday? I'll let you know. Of course, the biggest news of the week, Jimmy Uso, DUI, second time in two years. We'll discuss all the details of what went down during the arrest and how pissed off WWE officials are with this latest arrest. I mean, the way I'm going to discuss it, at least in terms of how I feel about it, it'll be more of a call to action on WWE and Jimmy Uso's part in a positive manner. We'll discuss all of that and how I feel about with everything with Jimmy Uso to kick off this week's episode, as well as Malachi Black. This past Wednesday made his debut in AEW, but Mr. YLP himself, um, I thought he had a 90-day no-compete clause, and you would be right in saying that. But somehow, some way, there was a little bit of a, a bit of a fuck up. Pardon my French. On WWE's part, we'll discuss all of that and why Malachi Black was able to be on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, as well as breaking news uh, that went down. Now, as I'm recording this, of course, it is Friday. Just, just don't worry about that. It's Saturday over here on this side. Thanks. But yesterday, Bailey injured. And expected to miss nine months. Of course, now that takes her out of the SmackDown Women's Championship match next Sunday at Money in the Bank. But I kind of have a little bit of a fantasy booking deal. You know, that would make honestly good sense. I'm going to give you two options of who could actually take that spot. But one may have to wait a bit. We'll, we'll discuss all of that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the details right now. We'll discuss that when we get there. All of that and more to continue your weekend in proper YLP fashion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 313 of the YLP podcast. Let's hit that intro. Let's get it started. And with that being said, let us begin. What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling with Issues Podcast here. Welcome to episode 313 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this wonderful Saturday. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank 
you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Just in case you didn't know, you're listening to this episode, of course, on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective, anchor.fm slash Russell Addict Radio, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Apple, and Google Podcast, and anywhere else you're listening to this wonderful, splendid podcast. If you want to check out everything that's going on with my social media, and unfortunately it hasn't been much, my apologies for that, you can find me on Twitter at YL Perspective, on Instagram over at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective, over on Facebook at Young Lions Perspective, all one word, or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts about today's episode or any news I may have missed, Hit me up with an email at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. Just in case, uh, I may have been off with the uh, beginning of that intro there. I have just gotten a new phone. Um, I don't mean to flex, but, you know, I needed a new phone. My old LG G7 has run its course, and I figured it was time for a new, new, new. That made no, absolutely no sense. But it is for, of course, part of the announcement I will be making next week. Big announcement. Big, big announcement. Like, I'm talking about super, super big. Life announcement. So, just in case you didn't hear it last week, next week, on the three-year anniversary show. Anniversary? Okay. We're, we're just making up words as we go. On the three-year anniversary show of the YLP podcast, I'll be making a huge announcement that is going to change the course of Mr. YLP's life forever. Will you probably like it? Yeah. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> but I figured the three-year three anniversary show is the proper time that I'm making the announcement. I would love to make it with you guys here. Um, but if you're patrons, if you are a patron, you'll be knowing the announcement about a few days in advance. So uh, you might want to hit your butt over to patreon.com slash Radio. $5 a month will get you all complete access, a different kind of access to the WrestleLadic Radio family shows you won't get to listen to anywhere else like mine. Like the Fuse podcast. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Well, yeah, it's like the Fuse. Where I pretty much, it's like a grind my, grind your gear, you know, grinds my gear segment, Peter Griffin, a la Peter Griffin, you know what I'm saying? Kind of that show. You also get access to our group chat which I will be telling everyone the big announcement over there in advance because, you know, they're, they enjoy exclusivity. Exclusivity is the name of the game as well as, of course, getting all the articles from <laughs> our wonderful blog, Written in War. Oh, man, are the articles of war that are written in war. It's a wonderful thing. You can check all the articles out, out. All of that and more. Again, just 17 cents a day gets you all that access. I did the math. Me and my team of, of mathematicians figured it all out. Boom, 17 cents a day. $5 a month gets you all of that and more. If you become a member of Patreon Squadron over at patreon.com slash Radio. Shameless plug for the squad. Hope you guys had a fantastic week. My week was a bit... Interesting, to say the least. As you know, I live in New Jersey, where in my part of town where I live in the neighborhood, we get, we get flooded every now and then. And uh, that big storm that we got uh, this past Wednesday, um, 
well, sorry, I said Tuesday going into Wednesday really kind of messed my whole feng shui up real damn quick. Yeah, it was no bueno. Um, ha, yeah, flooded the whole neighborhood. I couldn't get to work. It sucked. Um, but yeah, and then uh, of course uh, yesterday, um, took care of uh, some errands. You know, to, had you know took day off things. You know what I mean? And uh, took care of a lot of things. Ain't got a new phone in the process. Well, I got the new phone um, on Thursday, and I like it. And so Galaxy S twenty one. I don't know how this. Sound quality is going to be in my headphones. Well, let me hear. Wow, words are hard today. The sound quality of my headphones is going to be completely different to what you listen to. Hopefully, the quality on this new phone is actually pretty sweet. Um, and we'll see how everything goes. But anyway, I'm going to give you what you want because you didn't hear. You ain't come here to hear me talk about life things. You came here for the news. And of course, it's a brand new episode of News of the Week, the show where every. Everybody just enjoys listening to all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And let us kick off this week's top story. If you just give me a quick second. Trying to figure out things on the new phone. It's kind of weird. My apologies. My apologies. Just finishing up a text. A very unprofessional. But would you expect anything less from your boy? And okay, good. All right, yeah, I'm trying to figure out this new phone. New phone things. Um, here at the YLP podcast, trying to figure things out as we go. But let us get into the top news of the week. Y'all know it. If you haven't heard about it, you've been under a damn rock. Jimmy Uso arrested on DUI earlier this week. And I have been, I was quite shocked when I heard this news. Um, the second time in two years, Mr. Jimmy Uso as at a DUI arrest, and we head over to WrestlingInc.com to kick off news of the week from, of course, my favorite professional wrestling writer in the game right now, Mr. Mark Middleton. New details of, on Jimmy Uso's DUI arrest reveal. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, I assume new genders. New details have been revealed on Jimmy Uso's recent DUI arrest after the police report was released. As noted, Uso was arrested on Monday night in Pensacola, Florida after being stopped by police, who witnessed him run a red light while speeding. He later failed sobriety test and was taken to jail overnight for misdemeanor DUI speeding and running a red light. He was bailed out of jail the next morning. Bail was only $500, by the way, just in case you didn't know. And they have the mugshot on there. I've seen it. He looks, he looks messed up. The police report notes, a Pensacola police officer, William Roper, was running a radar in the, garden, in the area of Garden and I Streets, on Monday night in a marked patrol car when he observed Uso's white Dodge Charger traveling east in the inner lane. Uso was clocked doing 15 at 35. And while the police officer was catching up to Uso's car, he observed the vehicle running a red light at Garden Street and A Street. Uso was then pulled over near Garden and Rue Streets. The officer immediately smelled a strong odor of alcohol and after identifying him, he returned to the car and asked Uso to step out. Uso walked to the rear of the car and was seen swaying. Roper asked Uso if he had consumed any alcohol that night, and it was reported that Uso said he had multiple beers. The officer then asked Uso to submit field sobriety test, which he agreed to. 
Russo then walked with officers to the parking lot of the Everman Cooperative Grocery and Cafe at 315 West Garden Street, where he did the sobriety test. This officer stated that Uso was unable to keep his head still and had multiple signs of nystagmus or involuntary eye movement. Uso also had difficulty, difficulty maintaining his balance and difficulty performing the walk and turn test. During the one-legged stand test, Uso was unable to maintain his balance and place his foot down multiple times. Uso was then placed under arrest for DUI due to failing the sobriety, field sobriety test. The officer asked Uso to submit up to a breathalyzer to determine his alcohol content, but he refused to answer. The officer read him his implied consent, and Uso then agreed to give the breath test. Uso was transported to the Pensacola Police Department, where another officer gave him the breath test. He blew a .202 and a .205, well above the legal limit of .808 in Florida. Uso was charged with a DUI citation and traffic citations for speeding and running a red light. His car was left secured and legally parked, where he was pulled over at. He was then taken to the Escambia county jail where he bonded out the next morning at 9 a.m. after posting a $500 bond. The arresting officer did have his department issued body camera and in-car camera activated. And we will talk about the officials in just a moment. This was Jimmy's second DUI charge in the last two years as he was booked for similar charges in 2019 in the same city. A jury later found him not guilty in that case despite police video that showed him swerving while driving and then stumbling during the arrest. Uso was also arrested later in 2019 after allegedly getting drunk in getting into a drunken dispute with police in Detroit. We all knew how that one panned out, and that was trust me, that was not a good time and not a good uh, thing to talk about. I actually talked about that uh, two years ago, I think. Though. Yeah, when I was yeah my first year of um. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I thought it was there. Yeah, I remember talking about this in 2019. And it was a big deal then, as it is a big deal now. And WWE officials, trust me in what I tell you, were not that impressed. As we head over to comicbook.com, WWE officials were reportedly furious after Jimmy Uso's latest arrest from Connor Casey. Okay, laptop, relax. News broke on Tuesday morning. Morning. The WWE superstar Jimmy Uso has once again been arrested for DUI on Monday evening. Neither Uso nor WWE ever released, officially released a statement on the situation as of now, though WrestleVolts did have a pair of sources within the company relay how officials reacted to the news. The account wrote, quote, I've spoken to two sources this morning on the Jimmy Uso news. I can say with certainty that a few high-level people in power are extremely disappointed and legitimately pissed over, pissed off over the arrest. This many times isn't a mistake or bad luck. It's personal judgment, not good, end quote. Uso, real name Jonathan Fatsu, has had a number of legal issues in the past. He was arrested for DUI in September 2011. Then was arrested again two years later for violating his probation while driving with a suspended license. Then, in 2019, he was arrested for disorderly conduct and obstruction of justice in Detroit after his wife, Naomi, was pulled over while driving the wrong way down a one-way street. He pleaded no contest and wound up paying a fine. He then, in 2019, was arrested near Pensacola, where the latest arrest took place for DUI, but was eventually found not guilty. Following that 2019 arrest, both of the Usos were kept off of television for roughly half a year. The multi-time tag team champion had been off WWE television for over a year while rehabbing a knee injury suffered at WrestleMania 36. He now finds himself in Roman Reigns' storyline on SmackDown, 
which resulted in him getting battered by, with a steel chair by Edge at the end of last week's episode. And that's pretty much as far as I'm going to go with that because they didn't talk about uh, Roman Reigns, uh, talking about if uh, who he would pass, who would be the best to pass the torch. And um, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about Jimmy Uso more than anything. Ladies and gentlemen, the YLP universe, it's not that often I go on a rant of not anger, but more so disappointment. If it sounds like a rant of anger, trust me when I tell you that you can tell the difference. And you're about to find out now. Jimmy Uso! Twice in 2011. Twice in 2019, and now we're here in 2021. July seems to be a month for you to just want to get arrested, huh? I am quite disappointed in you, Mr. Russo. More so along the lines of Dude, you are in literally the top storyline in all of WWE as we head into the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam, in August in Las Vegas. You just got back not too long ago, my man. And... You now find yourself once again in trouble and can't seem to figure out the fact that you need a damn Uber or a Lyft back to the crib. You are in the top storyline in all of WWE, Mr. Uso. And you pull this. Like Russell Votes said, in their tweet. Oh, I'm sorry. 2011, just once. My apologies. Twice in 2019. Extremely disappointed and legitimately pissed off over the arrest. This many times isn't a mistake or bad luck. It's personal judgment. Personal judgment, Mr. Uso. That seems to be a thing that most people in this, and I'm, I don't mean to go, go this route, most people in this country do not have nowadays, especially the younger generations, including mine. You, Mr. Uso, thought it was a grand idea to get your drink on with multiple beers in whatever establishment you were in, or whatever, what's the word for you? house that you are in doesn't matter at this point it's irrelevant you decided it was a grand idea to get behind a wheel of a car knowing you were drunk blowing three times damn near three times the actual over the legal limit for alcohol ran a red light doing 50 and a 35 
and simply forgetting about the fact that you are in the top storyline in all of WWE. Your cousin, Roman Reigns, is the Universal Champion. You, sir, were pretty much going to be booked a silver platter for SummerSlam. Just in case y'all didn't know, there were a report. I saw a report, I believe on Wrestling Inc., that plans for Usos Mysterios was going to happen at SummerSlam with them taking the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. As far as it goes now, safe to say that pretty much is not in the cards. I wouldn't. I sure as hell wouldn't. Now we flip over to WWE, who I'm also disappointed in. Sir, when is enough enough? This man, in the last three years, well, two years, technically, has been arrested three times. Disorderly conduct. DUI. 2019. DUI 2021. Either help this man or suspend him and help him in any way, shape, or form. Regardless, help this man. I was talking to a friend of mine. Casual. That's not a knock. Just casual. I am hardcore. She brings up articles every now and then. Real cool. We talk about wrestling a lot. And she asked me about the whole Jimmy Uso thing. And she asked me, you know, if they're going to suspend him. I told, I told her, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. And I wouldn't know what to do. Because suspending him would just be you at the crib and possibly this happening again. This man needs help, WWE. Disorderly conduct and two DUIs. Yeah, we got a problem here. Got a big problem. This man is in the top storyline in all of WWE as we head towards SummerSlam. We literally have six weeks to get to SummerSlam. If my count is right, I could be off. Yeah, six weeks, roughly. And now one-fourth, I guess, if you count Paul Heyman, of your top storyline in all of WWE is pretty much on the rocks. You are going to give this man a tag team championship at SummerSlam now that's in jeopardy. Help this man, WWE. Because I don't want to hear from my friend that... You know, she's seeing things online, talking about him being the next Jeff Hardy, and we don't need that now, do we? Please, help this man, W-W-E. This man needs help. He really does. I'm not playing at all. This man needs some help. A swift kick in the ass 
and then and plenty of AA meetings. We got a problem here. WWE, we got a huge problem as we head now as we're going to be heading back into live fandom. None of this can be happening. And now we are six weeks away from SummerSlam. And your top storyline in all of WWE is not looking too good right now. If you're sensing a theme here, you pretty much caught it. Get this man the help he needs. Because if I'm WWE, I'm not doing anything in terms of the Usos and the tag team titles anymore. I'm not. Not for a while. Not for a while. We can use that Edge segment as pretty much uh, the bowing out segment for uh, Mr. Uso for a while. I'll let Alpha Academy gun for the titles. At least give me something different. Have the Street Profits chase them if they decide uh, to have the Alpha Academy beat Mysterios for the tag titles at SummerSlam. I'm not putting Usos anywhere near the title picture. I'm just leaving now. I'm just having Roman and Jey Uso. And at the same time, I'm making sure Jimmy gets the help he needs. I can't have this if I'm if I'm top brass in WWE. Every those officials have every right to be pissed off and extremely disappointed, like I am. I am very disappointed and pissed off because that this storyline is the best thing they've got smoking right now. And now pretty much you threw a damn monkey wrench in it, Mr. Uso. You did it to yourself. Personal judgment, my man. Enough is enough. Jimmy Uso gotta realize man you got a good thing you got a big thing going right now and you may have seemingly fucked it up for you and your brother there's no one to blame but you on this one but you do need to get some help my man because i don't want to hear or you know be told they're saying he may be the next jeff hardy that's the last thing you want to hear I'm more I'm more so disappointed and upset. Because what do you do now for tonight? Or should I say, what what would what, you do last night? Mind you, this again, I'm recording this on Friday, so don't mind me. But what do you do now for what are you gonna do now for next week? Your go home show. The go home show before money in the bank is gonna be in front of fans for the first time in over a year, and we have this on our hands. You're absolutely playing yourself, Mr. Uso. This is not a good look for you, and I need you to understand. If you ever hear this episode, please, please, Naomi. Wait, Naomi with Jimmy? Or she with Jay? I don't know. Hold on. Wait. Google. <laughs> I want to be, be accurate on this. Naomi Uso. <clears throat> I don't know why I put that in there. 
You get it though. Is she with Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jimmy. Oh. That's an interesting one. What did Naomi say? But when was this when was this though? Okay, yeah, no. That was for February 2019. <laughs> but still, Naomi. I know you're on Rob Baby Girl, but you gotta talk to your man's. This is I'm sure she mad as hell. If I'm Naomi, I'm pissed the fuck off. Let's be real here. This is not a good look for you. It's not a good look for all of y'all. And WWE. This is bad. We're about six, we're six weeks away from SummerSlam. We do not need to have any monkey wrenches in our join. Unfortunately, now we do. And as of this recording, I do not know if there... I haven't really heard any, um, you know... I haven't heard any... Words are hard, I swear. I haven't really heard anything in terms of what, of what WWE is going to say or what WWE is going to do to Jimmy Uso. I don't know, but here's my solution. Get that man some rehab. Get that man some meetings. Get that man the help he truly needs because, um, yeah, I guarantee you if I'm Vince McMahon right now, I'm not having him be in, in SummerSlam. I pretty much wouldn't have him come back until at least Royal Rumble, maybe at best. I got shit indefinite i need to get this man help hopefully wwe does that because right now they kind of need to they kind of need to step in and help out the man who's been in that company for quite some time and um you gotta give him some tough love and the help he needs because if you don't this is gonna happen again and we're gonna be back right around where we are right now so hopefully jimmy please get yourself some help man naomi roman jay all y'all the whole family Rikishi, talk to your son. Please. Please. Because we need to get this man some help. Three times, getting arrested three times in two years is not a good look. Not a good look at all. It looks bad. Makes you look bad. Get the man to help, WWE. Get the man some help, WWE. Please. Do it for Jimmy. Because enough is enough. That's going to conclude our top story for this week. When we come back, apparently, we'll get into some AEW news. Y'all know what happened this past Wednesday night. Malachi Black showed up. But how did he show up 35 days after he was released? We'll discuss that on the other side of the break, as well as... Hmm, which one do... Um, ah, breaking news. Bailey expected to miss nine months. We'll discuss what happened, what we know right now, and my thoughts on who her Bella's opponent should be for next Sunday's Money in the Bank pay-per-view. It's fantasy booking. Relax. It's just fantasy booking. They won't do it like I do it. They won't do it like I do it. I still expect to check in the mail. Thank you very much. We'll discuss all of that and more on the other side of episode 313 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode 313 of the YLP Podcast. Of course, talking about the news of the week, and we shall continue on. But before we do, I know you made sure you checked out Fretzelmania Fridays, didn't you? Did you? Did you? Well, if you didn't, make sure you check out the latest episode of the Fretzelmania Podcast, as well as my boy, Mr. Delightful himself, Man's Chapel. You can check out the Delight Show with Man's Chapel on your Fridays and Sundays right here on WrestleLag Radio. The Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Let us get into the news for this segment. And we're entitling, well, I'm not titling this segment. I'm just doing it on the fly. We're titling this segment, How Many WWE Officials Does It Take to Realize That They Don't Know Numbers? <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, how 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 many officials does it take to not know what what the number ninety and what the number thirty is? Uh, anywho, let us talk about why we're talking about the numbers ninety and thirty as we head over to WrestlingNews.co. A WWE clerical error allowed Aleister Black to debut on AEW Dynamite 35 days after his release. This one's from Paul Davis. After AEW Dynamite, many fans were left wondering how the former Aleister Black could debut if he was under a 90-day contract with WWE. As reported by WPW Insider, not WW Insider, my goodness, my apologies, a clerical error opened the door for Black using the name Malachi Black. The debut this past Wednesday in a segment that saw him attacking Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. Basically, what happened was this. When Black was moved from NXT to the main roster a few years ago, the company forgot to update the standard 30-day non-compete to 90 days that is given to all main roster members. This mistake allowed him to be free from his non-compete 30 days after his release, and that is how he was able to jump to AEW tonight. One has to wonder if other wrestlers that were released also had the same clerical error on their contracts. If that's the case, then they, then they would be free to sign with any promotion as of right now. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, are we serious? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, fam. Come on, bruh. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I need to get some my drink. Hold on. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, <laughs> because he ain't the only one. <laughs> From <laughs> oh, my God. From mandatory.com. 
slash WrestleZone, Buddy Murphy explains his non-compete clause confusion with WWE, says he feels free after being released from Anthony Nash. Buddy Murphy... <laughs> Buddy Murphy was once was one of the many WWE superstars that were let go from the company doing their most recent rounds of budget cuts. Despite being one of the more exciting and up-and-coming superstars in the business, Murphy wasn't kept by WWE and will now move on in his career. Speaking of Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp, in his first post-WWE interview, Murphy spoke about being released, what his next plans are, and much more. Murphy talked about getting the call that he had been released, referring to it like a weight being lifted. He said that he was actually on his way to the Performance Center to print something out, but ignored the call when he saw WWE on the caller ID and got his documents taken care of. Hmm. So pretty much it's just like, oh, uh, I'm going to the PC anyway. He says, quote, once you have a child, it's a love that you can't explain. And when you get fired from WWE, it's this crazy weight lifted off. Those were two things that I was curious to see what people were talking about. One just happened before the other. It was a little weight coming off and I felt free. My main concern was what would happen with my visa situation. I didn't care about the wrestling. Like I said, I wasn't overly happy there. Just sitting in the back and not being utilized. But I built a life in America. I have animals in the house. I spent a quarter of my life in the U.S. That was my main concern because I think I have a strong belief that I have something to offer and will land on my feet. This is what I was mainly focused on. Once a couple of days passed, I embraced it and was was excited with different projects to get my foot in. It was a weird and unique situation. As well as getting punched in the stomach. It was a massive shock. But also a breath of fresh air. Murphy also spoke about the confusion regarding his 30-day non-compete clause, which strangely enough just happened to Aleister Black. Murphy said he got a similar call, but believes it was a case of mistaken identity. Quote, I received a phone call from the office the other day, the day after I was released, saying that they received an email that they messed up and my contract was only 30-day non-compete, and that if I wanted to prolong it to the 90 days, that they would do that for me. I thought that was weird, as I was a budget cut, but you're still willing to pay me out another two months. But it wasn't me. I had my letter, which says August 31st. August 31st is my day. When it comes to the visa situation, the more time I have. He noted, the better so I can get prepared. Even if they gave me an out, I would have have to take it for my life. They thought it was me who had a 30-day non-compete. I informed them that it wasn't because I received a letter with August 31st. He then goes on to say, it turned to relief. It went from panic to relief on the voice. Then they moved on. I think they panicked and obviously they got the name mixed up. It was someone, but it wasn't me. Maybe Buddy and Alistair got mixed up. Buddy or Black, they are both bees. They called me, not me. You hear all the things like the trash bag thing, and I'm a pretty open-minded person and don't get affected by it. I try and see both sides of the story. I don't think there was any malice behind the garbage bag, but it's not a good look. I get it. Do I believe there was actual malice to upset talent? No, I don't. Definitely a shitty thing to do once you've been released and your life is being changed, end quote. So are we safe to say that they may have gotten everything mixed up? They mixed up Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy there, Chieftain. Possible. Hilarious. But possible. But when... <laughs> I mean, honestly, if we're being truthfully honest, Tommy, Tommy or Malachi, I don't know the name of the dude, Malachi did not... Well, Tom, let's, let's just go with Tommy because Tommy was the one saying this. Tommy was basically, Tommy Yen was basically saying that, you know, he felt free. He felt, you know, like he, he wouldn't, like he said he wouldn't go back to WWE. He wasn't going to go back to WWE. It bees what it bees. Because, I mean, to him, it's not about money. 
I mean, the money's nice, and what he'll get paid in AEW is going to be fantastic. But it's more about creative for him. Think about when he got released. He was in the middle of beginning a new character on SmackDown and beginning a feud with Big E. That was literally supposed to start a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, that fateful Friday, he gets released. I'm confused. But also, I laugh my ass off because this is fucking hilarious. Ooh. Oh, my. <laughs> hey. Thank you. I'm sure every AEW fan right now is saying thank you to WWE for being dum-dums for this one. Thankful. Quite thankful that they were stupid enough to leave it at a 30-day instead of a 90-day. Because now we get Malachi Black on AEW two months sooner than expected. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you he was going to sign an AEW anyway. We spoke about this weeks ago when Aleister Black got released. I said, the, I, what I said, the only place that Tommy N deserved to be was in AEW because I know he could make an impact there and be a top name. I mean, sure, he can go to New Japan, go to uh, Impact, because the Forbidden Door is now open. He doesn't have to stay in AEW. He can do things on Impact and go over to Japan. I'm not saying this will be a category for the 2021 YLP Podcast Awards, but um, if there was a dumbass moment of the year, this would be it. And it probably went in a landslide, given the fact that it only made WWE look stupid and give AEW a new talent that they're going to push to the moon. They are. I mean, it makes sense. And don't you dare have that man lose to Cody Rhodes on everything, bro. Do not have this man lose to Cody. Do not. Don't even bother thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, stop it right now and give Malachi Black the push this dude deserves. For real, for real. That's, just, just do it. Do it. WWE's failure to realize numbers on contracts means AEW gets a man two months sooner than expected. It's a beautiful position to be in. Take advantage of it. Do it. But hey, I mean, that's on WWE. That's on WWE for doing that. You know, they, they got nothing to blame but themselves. 35 days after the fact. And uh, hey, good eye on Aleister Black for catching it. Real shit. Let's, let's facts be facts. So, um, yeah, I mean, let, let's see what they bring to the table. Let's see what happens now that Malachi Black is in AEW. Thank you, WWE. Much appreciated. Anyway, let's head ourselves over to Cultaholic.com. This was uh, breaking news that just went down um, a few hours ago as of this recording. And uh, this affects a lot for uh, next Sunday because Bailey 
is expected to miss nine months after sustaining an injury. This is from Justin Henry. WWE has reported that Bailey has sustained an undisclosed injury in the midst of training and is likely to miss around nine months of action. Their re- report reads, quote, WWE Digital has learned that Bailey sustained an injury while training for her WWE Money in the Bank match against Bianca Belair and will be out approximately nine months. A suitable replacement for the SmackDown Women's title match will be announced tonight on Fox. Now, mind you, this is fr- from Friday, so keep that in mind if you watched it. Uh, you found, already found out who it is. Bailey was set to wrestle SmackDown Women's Champion Belair at Money in the Bank in an I Quit match. It was to be their third consecutive pay-per-view bout following matches at WrestleMania Backlash and Hell in a Cell. Bailey last wrestled on the June 25th episode of SmackDown, teaming with Seth Rollins to defeat Belair and Cesaro. Over the past two years, Bailey had ascended to the role of perhaps WWE's top female heel, crystallizing her run with a SmackDown Women's title reign that lasted from October 11, 2019 to October 25, 2020, 380 days in all. The longest title reign in the title's five-year existence by a span of over 200 days. This is a big deal. This is actually a bigger deal than you think it is. This is a this is a very very big situation. Okay. Given the fact that now, more than likely, this is going to be the last encounter between Bailey and Bianca Belair for some time. It was assumed more than likely that Belair was going to retain the title anyway. We get the SummerSlam and all that good stuff, and and then you know we will go from there. Now you have Bailey out of action. You now have six ladies on the roster, also counting uh, Miss Bianca Belair on that. And uh, you have a conundrum. Who do we put in the match? Here's the problem. You're going to have four of your ladies in this matchup for Money in the Bank, for, for the SmackDown side of things. You already have Carmella and Zelina Vega, as chosen by Sonya Deville. You have two spots left, and more than likely Liv Morgan's going to be one of them. So that already makes three. Four, and this is just my guess personally, and it would be a great way to, for, for a comeback. Sonya Deville inserts herself into the match as number four. And attempts to stop Liv Morgan from winning money in the bank. Just a little booking, little fantasy booking situation I put into my head not too long ago. As I was recording this. But then you go back to next Sunday and you ask yourself self who are we putting in this match now I know this will probably not come to fruition but this is how Mr. YLP himself will would be actually booking this if I had more people on the roster one keep in mind as I am fantasy booking this on the fly the entire women's division is merged as one we have one women's champion one women's tag team champion and we will go from there Y'all can have fun with trying to figure out mid-card. We ain't doing that over on this side of things. So, you have Bianca Belair. Let's say Bianca Belair is the women's champion right now, right? You have Bailey out. Now you have an entire slew of a division. Um, a, a fantasy world, this would actually work out very well in my favor. You're welcome in advance. But if we're just keeping things on the SmackDown side of things, I got a couple guesses as to who they probably would bring back. One of them may not make sense right now. One, of course, the obvious one, Sasha Banks should come back in Money in the Bank. That would not make sense at all, ladies and gentlemen. If we're talking about SummerSlam, you leave that for Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, part deux. There's no reason why you should have Sasha Banks come a month early prior to SummerSlam. Hell, you could probably have her come back during the pay-per-view when Belair retains and um, 
you know, just like standing on top of the ramp, looking at looking at Belair as she holds the championship, and pretty much just looks at her and just like says, "I'm coming for you, and I'm coming, I'm coming for my title. I want my title back." And you set that up for SummerSlam. So now we go back to what do we do for Money in the Bank? I have an idea. There's someone that was supposed to make a debut many moons ago, and I would honestly, truly like to see her debut very, very soon. And uh, I think, personally, this would be a perfect time to debut a new superstar for SmackDown, because you were going to do it anyway. And um, there's only one name that makes sense in this case, and the name is Mia Yim. You're probably thinking, who? Whomst, my guy? Whomst? Huh? This, this, this will be doing? Yeah, that's what we're doing. I would debut Mia Yim to be the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship off rip. Now, she would lose because we can't have Belair lose the championship to Yim. Not a good look. Some people say, no, you can't do that. That's not good. That's a shitty debut. You can't have her lose. If you have her lose in a very strong fashion and don't look that bad, now do it. See, I, I, there's, some, there's some people in the in the wrestling community who just like to just talk bullshit. And I am not one of them. I just like to talk shit. There's a difference. See, even in losses sometimes, even if it's a debut, if you look strong in defeat, there will be more to come. Like, damn, me and him almost had her, but you know what? That's a hell of a performance. As opposed to, oh my God, they buried her. Shut up. You make yourself look stupid. Think. Use thy brain. Just because you have Mia Yim come to the roster and not win the championship does not mean you are burying her. Now, if she loses to Bianca Belair in three minutes, yeah, that's a fucking burial. But if you have her compete with Belair, she's coming out of nowhere. She only has, what, eight days to prepare? Eight? I can't math. Hold on. Yeah, eight days to prepare for Mia Yim. When the entire time she was preparing for Bailey. Don't make it an I quit match. Make it a one-on-one matchup. Actually, you know what? Flip that. You know what I would really do? I wouldn't... This is what I honestly would do. I would have Mia Yim, of course, debut at Money in the Bank, but I'll take it a step further. I would have Bianca Belair come out. And if I'm Sonya Deville, hey, I'm looking fly as hell in that suit. Clean. Okay. Dig me. I'm looking coming out clean, fly, looking fresh, debonair, all that gush. And telling Bianca, Bianca. Now I know you were now I know you found out about Bailey's injury. And I know you were supposed to compete against her in an I quit match next Sunday for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But I want to truly know that you are a proper fighting champion. Willing to take on all comers at any given moment. I want to know that you're ready no matter what happens. Kind of going off the theme of Money in the Bank a little bit because with Money in the Bank, you never know when the person who holds the briefcase is going to cash in. Playing a little bit to the theme of the pay-per-view here. Follow along with me, ladies and gentlemen. You're a fighting champion. And I want to make ensure that you are the best that this brand has to offer. 
So, I know you were supposed to find out your opponent tonight. But I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. I'm going to make you win. For good reason, because I already know who your opponent is. And I promise you, she's ready to go. But she also agreed that she wants to make you sweat a little bit. She'll face you at Money in the Bank, but you won't find out who she is until Money in the Bank. Adding more speculation. Adding more, who is it? Who's coming up? Who got called up? Who's getting called up? Is it Tony Storm? Is it, you know, so-and-so? Is it this? Is it that? That create, it creates a little bit... See, I'm trying to create buzz for y'all. This is our first show back. Because you can honestly say... You can put Tony Storm in that same role. But... Tony's a heel. Eh, it could work with Tony. It could work with Tony Storm. Tony Storm could make that work too. Mia Yim, Tony Storm, doesn't matter. We're just focusing on Mia Yim right now because that was the first person in my head because she was supposed to, stay, supposed to debut anyway, so we're going along with it. You have Bianca come out Sunday night, money in the bank, defending the women's championship. She's, jet, she's ready. She's like, who is it? Who's ready? Who is it? Come on. Let's go. Out comes Mia Yim. Now, if they were smart, WWE would have already put in doing vignettes and getting people prepared for possible things like this. Debuting talent, because, you know, SummerSlam's coming up. You know, doing a little while, boom, Mia Yim. If they did it right, Mia Yim would get a nice pop. A shock. I would have Mia Yim face Bianca Belair and let them go 15. Strong. 20 if you're feeling it. And showcase Mia Yim to be who she is. That can go hard in the paint against the Bianca Belair. Make it a match to remember. Now, I don't know if they're going to do that, but that's the way I personally would do it. I would have Mia Yim be the one to face Bianca Belair. If you want to put Tony Storm in that same spot, you can. But I don't know if that she, if she was actually going to be coming up, if she was getting called up or not. I hadn't really heard anything. But that's how I would do it. I would have Mia Yim debut at Money in the Bank in a shock matchup. Have it go 15, 20 minutes. Have the crowd be into it because they already are. I'm hoping they're behind Bianca Belair. They already were before, as we saw at WrestleMania. So they're definitely going to want Bianca Belair to win it. But I would say Mia Yim would be a perfect choice. A solid choice. Tony Storm would be a solid choice. Shoot, if you got EO up, well, EO's well, EO's up the tag the championship. But if you had if you had EO coming up, I would do it with EO because you got to build up that you got to build up that division. Six ladies does not make a division. It doesn't. I need about eight or nine at least. A little bit of competitive action. You feel me? But that's how I would do it. I would have Mia Yim be the one to face. Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's just me. Let me know what who you think. Hit me up with an email. Hit me up on my social media. Let me know what you, you would do. Excuse me. Now that Bailey is out with injury. I'll actually post it uh, on my Twitter. 
this weekend. Who would you have now? Who would you have face Bianca Belair next Sunday at Money in the Bank? I would love to know your opinions. I would love to know. I'll put that on my Twitter um, more likely today. Oh, my God. What is up with my battery? Oh, my shit. Oh, my. Anywho, we're going to cut it right there so I can actually plug in my battery so it doesn't die and get you these last two articles. But when we come back, what do I have? I got Killian Dane saying there was a professional rivalry with AEW, but we watched their matches at NXT. We'll discuss all of that. That's actually a bit of an exclusive. Also, we're talking John Cena to end today's show. Apparently, according to Dave Meltzer... He is apparently locked in for a SummerSlam main event match, about as much as I am locked in for actually eating vegetables with my sandwiches. I don't. I really love to eat protein and carbs and some veggie and call it a freaking day, but that's just me. But we'll discuss what Mr. Meltzer had said about John Cena being, quote-unquote, locked in on the other side of episode 313 of the YLP podcast. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the last segment of episode 313 of the YLP podcast. And let us get into this last little bit of news that we have for this week. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, or any news I may have missed, make sure to hit me up with an email over at younglionsperspective at gmail.com and let me know what I miss or just to say hello. Killian Day. There was a professional rivalry with AEW, but we watched their matches at NXT. This is from Fightful.com. And by Mr. Jeremy Lambert. Ooh, take a sip of my drink here. There you go. For 75 weeks, NXT went head-to-head with AEW in the Wednesday Night Wars. While many in the respective companies are friends and downplayed the rivalry, both companies wanted to put on the best product for fans. Speaking to Sports Kita, Killian Dane confirmed the professional rivalry and wanted to make sure that they were tuned in to what the competition was doing, saying, quote, like, so I think people would love for me to say it was this rivalry or whatever else, but the truth is, you know, when we're going head to head, if they had a particularly good match, we wanted to watch. We watch. You know what I mean? We'd be backstage in the locker room. We'd be like, oh, such and such. Let's see that. A lot of them are friends, as is with a lot of guys in the roster. So yeah, sure, there's a rivalry so far as we wanted to do the best we could. We wanted to put on the best matches, and we felt that we had an incredible roster at NXT. There's not one person here who has gone F them or anything like that, because I shared locker rooms with maybe at least 50% of that roster. In fact, I'm probably underselling that. I'd say I've been at shows with about 75% of that roster. Some of the guys I've even, I even trained with, or people who have been trained by myself, you know, that are on that roster. So for us... There was a professional rivalry so far as nobody wants to lose or anything like that, but at the same time, we knew it was great for the industry. We knew it was exactly what it was as us growing up watching when it was WCWF and WCW, maybe on a smaller scale, but for a lot of us in the NXT locker room, it was a good way. And that motivation is probably the best way to put it. Listen, there's no denying if there is a really cool match and we're not doing something on the show that day, we'd be watching, you know what I mean? Because there were some crackers at the time. 
The Wednesday Night Wars concluded in April when NXT moved the Tuesday night on April 13th. When asked if Triple H watched AEW, Dane commented, quote, Well, I'd hardly be sitting with Triple H. I'd be in a locker room. I don't know, you'd have to ask him. But I'm sure maybe not at the time, but maybe the next day he'd be watching to see whatever else. I'm sure there are a lot more technical answers that he could answer. I'm assuming so. And of course, in case I forgot, Dane was released by WWE on June 25th. Of course they were watching over at AEW. Come on. And I guarantee you AEW was doing the same thing. 100%. Why wouldn't you want to watch this to see what your competition is doing? That's healthy. You don't think Pepsi is trying to check, uh, check and see what Coke doing? You don't think Oreo's trying to figure out what Chips Ahoy doing? Maybe they're the same brand. I don't know. This one that. But you don't think uh, Ford's trying to see what GM's doing? Can Honda, Toyota, all them? That's healthy competition. That's a good thing. There is nothing wrong with healthy competition, ladies and gentlemen. And I, mean, and I mean that in the truest sense. There's nothing wrong with checking out to see what your competition is doing on their show. If anything, I'd say that's keeping up to date and seeing what they're doing and trying to figure out, you know what? What can we do to top that? That's healthy. What can we do that makes our product that much better than AEW's? Because I know for a fact AEW wanted, to, well, AEW just wanted to do, you know, their own spiel. But when Vince McMahon brought NXT into it, it's like, you know what? Let's put up, let's put up the best product anyway, and see what happens. I covered the entirety of NXT and AEW throughout the Wednesday nights. Okay, I I checked out all of it. I kept up on that, and not for once personally that I ever think there was a rivalry. If it was, it was friendly. Because a lot of the people on the NXT roster knew people from AEW and vice versa. So it's healthy competition. And there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, I know for a fact Triple H probably watched uh, AEW to see what they were up to. Because he had to go up against them on Wednesday nights. Until just a couple of months ago. There's nothing wrong with this. Killian Dane's not wrong for saying that. Killian Dane's in the right. Of course, I mean, yeah, like you said, he might be underselling the fact that it's only half. It could be more. People he's trained with and people he's actually shared locker rooms with and probably went up in the ring against and worked with. <coughs> Excuse me. There is nothing wrong with that at all. Not one bit. I, seriously, let's be real. You don't mean to tell me that, you know, certain companies are looking at other companies and thinking, you know, what can we do to top them? What can we do to make ourselves better than the, our rival? Boston Red Sox and Yankees do it. You know, Lakers and Clippers do it. There's nothing wrong with healthy competition. There's nothing wrong with it. Because NXT is going to do what they do. AEW is going to do what they do. But I know AEW is part. I guarantee you Cody, Tony Crown was watching on that. Tony Khan was watching it, and Triple H was watching them. Seriously. I keep up with my competition. I would. You know, because we want to know, you know, what are they bringing to the table that we're not? And what can we do to improve on that to make ourselves better than the other podcast? 
that's healthy competition. I see nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't think I'm competing against the uh, other members of our Slash Radio family, and that's not what we do. But it's always healthy competition to say, like, you know, I'm a fan of the Seahawks, Ricky's a fan of the Raiders, Kay and Will are fans of the Giants, Fred sets Canadian football. I'm not sure who Mance rock, rocks with in the NFL, if he, if he does or not. I don't know. Possible. But still, you know, it's healthy competition. We want to see our teams win. We want to see our brands, you know, the brand to be better. But, you know, as far as this goes, it's healthy competition. It's good competition. You want to see that. You want to know and stay in the know. And I guarantee you NXT is not saying F-A-E-W. And, F- and AEW is probably saying not at no, nowhere near saying F-NXT. If anything, AEW is saying F the main roster. Definitely main roster you can make fun of. But as far as NXT goes, those are guys that if I were in AEW or NXT, those are people that I worked with and actually rocked for and cheered for and wanted to see do well. So there's no way that, you know, this could be a quote-unquote rivalry. It was only a rivalry in terms of, you know, corporates at, you know, the corporate part of WWE and shit. That was probably the quote-unquote rivalry and what the media put out, you know. I, I personally never thought it was a rivalry. They just made it into one because Vince Man got decided to be petty, O'Brien, and decided to be like, I'm going to have them compete against AEW. However, that was a horrible impression, by the way. But, seriously, this should be, this should, this is, should not be a surprise. It shouldn't be. You know, a smaller scale version of WWF and WCW, I actually like that comparison. Is, I mean, it's professional, Robert. You want to see your brand do better than them, but at the same time, you know, those are people you worked with. You want to see them do well? Why not? I don't personally think there's anything wrong with it. So, Killian Dane's in the right here. I, I mean, I wouldn't be, I would never have been surprised to think, you know, they weren't, you know, watching AEW. I would. I would, and I know damn well you would have too. And if you try to deny it, you're lying to yourself because you always want to know what your competition is doing so what you so you can do something that's better than what they do right now. And finally, to end this week's news, I was trying so hard to find other articles than this, but you know what? It was the it was the it, it's 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 Zhao China. Okay, Mr. John Cena apparently quote unquote locked in for SummerSlam main event match as uh told by mandatory.com's Matt Black. Former 16-time WWE Champion John Cena is reportedly locked in to work the main event of this year's SummerSlam pay-per-view. The rumor plan in recent weeks would see John Cena challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship, but recent reports of Cena accepting a role in the new movie Argyle, which is up to film at some point in August, created some doubt whether Cena would be uh, able to work SummerSlam after all. However, Dave Meltzer the Wrestling Observer reports that John Cena is, in fact, quote-unquote, locked in for the main event of SummerSlam against Roman Reigns, saying, quote, No word on when he shows up for television, but Cena is free of responsibilities for acting word at this point and until after SummerSlam. Cena vs. Reigns is locked in as the main event for the show. However, Cena is in a movie called Argyle, a spy thriller which will be suing in Europe in August. It's possible he can start after or end prior to the date or even get a few days off, end quote. While it's unknown when John Cena will return to WWE program to begin the hype train for the, his SummerSlam match against the Tribal Chief, 
Earlier reports suggested that Cena could return as soon as next week's episode of Friday Night SmackDown when WWE returns to the road to perform in front of WWE Universe. And I really can't. I mean, am I excited to see John Cena return to the WWE? A little bit. How do I think his match with Roman Reigns will go? Cena gets destroyed. Fatality. Um, I'm going to take this back to what I usually normally have said in the past. And if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you know exactly where I'm going to go with this. Until I see John Cena in the ring, standing across from Roman Reigns, ready to go one-on-one for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam main event and they ring that bell. I will not believe it until I see it. Deadass. I will not believe it until I see these two standing in the ring against each other, ready to face each other for the Universal Championship, belt high in the air, crowd going bananas because they want Reigns to beat the living shit out of Cena. Referee gives that to the timekeeper. They ring that bell, and here we go. Then and only then will I say to myself, now it's here. Until I see that take place, I do not believe jack shit of what Dave Meltzer is saying. Without question. I have always been on the notion of I believe it when I see it. You can say I did a double backflip off the top of this building here and landed and didn't break either legs until I actually saw it happen or you actually have proof of that, I don't believe you. That is the literal equivalent of source on Twitter. Um, But seriously, until that actually happens, um, I don't believe it. I will not believe Cena Reigns as the main event until it actually takes place. 100%. And that's not to say, oh, he doesn't want to see that match, blah, blah, blah. No, I do. Now that we're seeing it in a different light, now that we're actually seeing it in, you know, we actually see it take place, I don't believe you. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cena vs. Reigns does need to happen. Because why not? Because why the hell not? You know, it just makes sense. Because you have no one else that you built up. Who, who have you built up? You know? Because the only other person I'd say would be worthy of being in that main event spot would be none other than Seth Rollins. One hundred percent. Until I actually see it happen, it's not taking place. You know, with all of that, you know, yeah, I'm sure he's locked in. I'm sure they're, you know, really accommodating to John Cena. John Cena saying he's returning to WWE and all that. 
that's all well and good. That's good. Because that's probably the best main event you could make for SummerSlam. Now, if Cena decides to say, nah, fam, I'm good. I'm going to Europe and doing this movie, I'm laughing my ass off. Because at that point, the only person you literally have on that roster to face Roman is Seth. And that's it. That's all you have. That is literally all you got because you've built no one else up. Because you don't have many people on that roster to make a proper main event scene. Because honestly, the only other person I could think of that, if built up properly, deserved to be in that spot, it would have been Nakamura. Also, I would have, if Aleister Black didn't leave the WWE and was getting booked proper, I would have had him win money in the bank. Preventing Big E from getting that money in the bank briefcase, pushing him through like a couple tables, him retrieving briefcase, crowd goes bananas, and you build towards Aleister Black's eventual Universal Championship victory. But since we ain't got that, Cena versus Reigns is the best choice you got. I'm sure the movie director and the crew and all that stuff will be more than we're happy to accommodate to Mr. Zhao China and uh, Zhao China and um, you know ensure that he handles his business at SummerSlam on August 21st you know what I mean I, I, there, like I said there's no one else you've got after Edge besides Rollins once you get past once you get Roman past Rollins you've got no one so yeah Cena's probably the best chance you've got to have a proper main event at SummerSlam and they've been talking about this for months. So yeah, let it happen. Let Reigns do his thing. Let Reigns retain the championship. Let him go into the fall with the title. Let him go towards Survivor Series. If you want to have him face The Rock too, by all means, have Roman Reigns whoop The Rock's ass. That's perfectly fine with me. Everybody wins. I win. I laugh. One, two, three. Superman punch spear. We go home. I laugh. And I go to work. But, <laughs> but seriously, seriously, until it, until it happens in that ring and they ring that bell, I won't believe a damn thing Dave Meltzer is saying in period. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but I'm more on the lines of until they ring that bell on August 21st in the main event, nothing is solidified. Nothing at all is solidified. Until then, hold off. Take it with a grain of salt and let's see how everything works out. Other than that, that's going to end and conclude Episode 313 of the YLP Podcast. When we come back, we'll close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for the three-year anniversary show that's going down next Saturday. We'll be right back. going to be it for episode 313 of the YLP podcast as always i want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day your night your afternoon and your evening wherever you may be wherever you are in the world thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast and as always i greatly and truly appreciate it oh excuse me 
If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can sign up or just follow me on all of my social media. That would be Twitter at YL Perspective. I usually do live 24 NXT every Tuesday and WWE every Wednesday and SmackDown Live every Friday night. Unless I have a private obligation to attend to or I am quite tired because this week has been a tiring week to say the least. But usually I do live tweet during those shows. And of course, for every, I've been missing a while, AEW live pay-per-view, every WWE live pay-per-view, every NXT and NXT UK takeover, and occasionally when it's 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and nothing else bad to do and I can't seem to go back to sleep, I do live tweet for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, you can follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. 60 second thought videos, memes, 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 send me memes. I love memes. I love wrestling memes. Thoughts, gravy news, anything of the sort like I did a few days ago with the Jimmy Uso situation. Yawn, any comments over there, leave it over there. DM me if you like. It's perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings. Don't say anything weird. You'll get blocked immediately. Anywho. You can also find me on Facebook. I got Facebook. Still, somehow. Anywho, you can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective. All one word. Or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page. Share the page. Make damn sure that you follow the page. We have over 100 followers over there. I want to thank them all so very much for their continued love and support. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the alt tech stuff, Gab and Parlay. Make sure you DM it. Slide in your friends' DMs and share this episode. Send it through a text message. Use Facebook Messenger, all the messaging apps. WhatsApp, Voxer, Signal, Telegram, all that stuff. Spread the word. Let it be known that we here at WrestleAct Radio strive to bring to you top-notch quality entertainment every single week with the YLP podcast, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Fretzelmania podcast, and don't you dare forget about the Delight Show with Man's Chapel as we bring to you and strive to be the top of the charts, the top of the pops, the cream of the crop, the best of the very best to show the world that we are undoubtedly unmistakably, undisputedly, then, now, and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcast, and that we are here to stay. And I know most of y'all do not have the anchor up. That's perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings whatsoever. Everyone has their favorite platform that they use for their podcast listening needs. But my friend, my friend, if you so happen to not know Besides the fact that we have ambiguous podcast solutions.com, anchor.fm slash young lines perspective and anchor.fm slash wrestle addict radio. And if you think that's all we got, my friend, you are sadly mistaken and you have been out of the loop for quite long, my friend. Because we are everywhere. Almost everywhere, but everywhere. You can find us on many, many different platforms, including Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, and as always, shout out to the Podbean gang. Castbox FM, Radio Public, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Stitcher Radio, and of course, 
that good old Spotify fam. Search for the entire family of Wrestle Addict Radio podcast across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. And when you do, make sure you leave a comment showing some love for all the podcasts of Wrestle Addict Radio and leave a top rating. Five stars, ten, doesn't matter. Leave a top comment. Get us up there so people can get more of us. Spreading the word means more distribution to more ears, and that is what we strive for here at Wrestle Addict Radio. Besides providing you top-notch quality, entertainment i believe i fulfilled all my obligations for this week as we look to the country of mauritania is that even a country i don't know we picked it out actually no australia my bad hello okay i believe we're getting a thumbs up from australia and mauritania and if it is a country i actually nailed it this week with my geography boom Learn something in school, goddammit. Anywho, <laughs> anywho, next week, next Saturday, July 17th. Hi, Marley. Nice of you to join us for the ending of this episode. Typical. She says hello, by the way. She says hello. Make sure you say hi. And I'm just going to lay here. Well, I'm going to find a spot to lay after I drink some water because I am quite partial to doing absolutely jack shit. Anywho. Miss <laughs> Marley does say hello to everyone, so I hope you guys are enjoying your weekend with that. Next Saturday, July 17th, the day before the three-year anniversary of the YLP podcast is going down. It's going down. Feel me? Three years, man. Three long years. Well, technically almost three years ago. Your boy, Mr. YLP himself, decided to take a chance on himself and become part of of something that's bigger than me. And I cannot explain in words how I honestly feel. I'll probably talk about it at the beginning of next week's episode. But yes, next week, July 17th, will be the three-year anniversary show along with a huge announcement. No, it is not the project that we have in the works. It is actually something different, very, very big, very, very life uh, announcement for your boy. And I am going to be very, very, very excited to explain this all to y'all, uh, patrons. Uh, you will be under—you will be finding out about this probably in the next couple of days. So get ready, strap in. It's about to get really real uh, when I tell you guys, and I'm sure y'all will be quite excited. But for the rest of you, uh, I will be announcing that announcement on next Saturday, and it should be a very, very big one. And I'm sure certain people, uh, certain person in particular, will be very excited about this as well. Other than that, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll bring a, maybe I'll bring a couple friends in. Who knows? We'll see who's down uh, to rock with us. If it's just me and Marley, it's perfectly fine. If it's us and someone else, that's perfectly fine too. I ain't mad at it at all. Either way, we gonna do it right. Plus, it's Money in the Bank weekend, so that means not only will you get the all the news that's been for me to talk about, we are doing Money in the Bank preview and predictions, and it's gonna be wild because. When it's money in the bank, it's always wild. And 99.9% of the time, yours truly gets it all wrong. So we'll see what happens with all that. Either way, it's going to be a big time, big day on the 17th next Saturday. The three-year anniversary show of the YLB podcast. Going to be live, going to be lit. You want to make sure you check out that episode. Other than that, guys, I'm getting the hell out of here because I got things to do. And things to eat, because I am quite hungry. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I'll see you guys right back here next Saturday for the 
three-year anniversary show of the YLP Podcast. See you! Happy one-year anniversary, Miss YLP. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.